Welcome back, everyone, to Sex with Cat and Mike. And this week, we're going to talk about everything to do with Tantra. So we're fortunate enough to have Timo. He's a tantric gigolo um, coach. You also teach people how to get into it, uh, sex work yourself, and body work, I think, is another another term that you might use. Yep. And uh, I actually know Timo from a while back. He oh, used yeah. to teach on our programs, teach our students, and... One of the reasons really that inspired me to get into Tantra and explore some of the principles behind it. So really uh, thankful to have Timo on. He's got a lot of insights and uh, a lot of um, a lot of knowledge around Tantra. So yeah, I'm excited to have you. Welcome, bro. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. Hi. Awesome. So I think the first question is going to be a very simple one, I think. Yeah, I, I want to know. <laughs> what is Tantra? <laughs> I have no idea. So, essentially, when we got into this, I was like, Kat, what is your knowledge around Tantra? She's like, I have no <laughs> Nothing. fucking idea. So, first question, what is Tantra? Yeah, that's that's uh, you started with the hardest question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always give a different answer to this question. Um so if you're gonna if you ask 100 people that do tantra uh what tantra is you get 100 different answers so uh i think it's safe to say that um uh, tantra or tantric practice is a highly individual um endeavor and everybody does it you know a, a bit differently but um overall you can say tantra is about intensity and um, you can you can use sexual tension, but it's not necessarily just uh, sex. So uh, we use sexual tension because it's the most yummy way to uh, to do tantra. But you could also use pain, um, boredom, uh, disgust, anything that would kind of uh, you know increase the intensity. So what happens then is, uh, let's say you, uh, you are extremely horny, you're extremely, extremely horny, and uh, the horniness gets to a level of intensity where uh, you just can't handle it anymore. And you keep there, you, you stay there for half an hour, for one hour, for two hours, for three hours, maybe a whole night. And at some point, your brain just gives out, it just breaks. And that is basically where we want to be, because that is where your kind of your conceptual mind, it just says like, well, you know what guys, fuck you, I'm out of here. And everything you experience from that moment on is just the raw reality as it comes to you. And for me, that is um, the, the, the the practice to, to, um, to get to that point where the intensity is so high, where you're so horny, where you so, have so much attraction to the other person. Um, that you you just yeah it's so, so hard to explain <laughs> um, you just it's it's like it's like being like like being in a trip you just you know everything comes to you in a very very raw unfiltered way and um you stay functional you don't break down yourself you just kind of like you 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 experience what's going on in the moment and just fully enjoy it and fully show up in the moment and um this is also what makes tantra very uh, very pleasurable to uh, to practice. Mm. So. Uh, yeah, it's I think it's so. a really tough thing to describe because uh, I'm glad you answered that so so well because 
when I try to explain it, the, the only way I manage to is basically I tell people it's like the meditation of sex is the way I see it all of the time where it's, and by the way, if you look up Tantra, um, which Timo hopefully can go into some of the different types because you can look it up and people talk about like white Tantra, black Tantra, neo Tantra. You, you guys are in a, you work for a company called the new Tantra, which we'll ask about the difference yep. with that in a second. But yeah, for me, it's, it's very much around being in the moment during sex. Now there's a lot of other principles, obviously, but to me, that's, that's often how I see it is like the, the meditation of sex in a way. <laughs> Um, being very thoughtful in the moment around it. The only time I've ever heard of like, well, anyone talking about Tantra like before today mm. was um, in American Pie, one of the characters is like meditating and they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm practicing Tantra. So like when you do it well, you can have sex for like hours or like days. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and they're like days. He's like, yeah, days. Well, that, that's exactly. That's <laughs> one of the principles. Like what he yeah, was saying. Exactly, right? Like, so that is one of the principles, right, Timo? It's, it's very – it's not quick sex essentially, right? A lot of tantric principles around sex is like a long time, let's say. Yeah. So um, there, there's many uh, techniques that you could practice, um, you know, doing tantra. But overall, I think it's safe to say that tantra is more of a um, uh, an attitude than it is a, a technique or a set of techniques. So it, it is basically... Um, saying yes to everything that arises, uh, both within you and, and around you. Um, but a very good way to, to, to start, and, and that's when you get to the American Pie uh, bit, <laughs> is by stopping the coming. So, you know, a lot of us are quite focused on getting from point A to point B during sex and point B being uh, coming. Uh, in, in Tantra, we, um, at least the, the, the Tantra that I do, um, we remove the, uh, the ejaculation coming from the whole equation. So, yes, that does mean that, you know, you are, you are having sex for, uh, well, you know, hours and, end, and at some point you just have to say, well, that was great. Let's just, let's just stop it here. And then you walk away with a heart on I love that. So, because I'm sure a lot of people are hearing this. And going, what? And I can guarantee the first time I heard about this, I was like, you do what? Like, now, now, now. Don't come. You're taking away the best part of sex. Is that what you're doing right now? <laughs> but uh, maybe we can go into some of the benefits of that, Timo. Like, maybe uh, what you experienced the first time you did this, and maybe we can talk about the 21-day challenge, but what would you find are the benefits of practicing not coming? And I just also have to ask, do you come ever? Like, do you eventually come? Is it How long do you wait for? I don't know if this is a whole different question. But now no, I'm no. Now I'm curious because just like how long are you holding it? Like years? Forever? Right. Like what? How, how, how many, yeah. like, have you how come many, this year? How many years have you been practicing this for two months? Is what Kat wants to know. I've, I've been uh, I've been practicing the non-coming since 2012. So that's. Uh, have you have you yeah. come at all since then? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. So, so what I happens? had to clear that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is this is one of the most um, tough practices that you can do as a guy. And I, th I think for, for many women as well, but especially for the guys, um, you, you, you don't come, but you have sex every day, either with yourself or with a partner. And um, it's just incredibly frustrating at the start. 
you are so used to 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 moving towards that that point of no return and falling over it and just having your your orgasm and then just be done with it you know you, you clear your mind you're no longer thinking of sex uh, and that's usually how it goes but now you are thinking about sex the whole day you're constantly horny you feel attracted to everybody uh, at some point just like an american pie uh, you you start you know being attractive to plants, uh, attractive <laughs> to plants. Uh, it's just you know you are you are overflowing with with horny energy after let's say 20 30 days you just you know you kind of you almost like lose your mind a bit um trying to conduct all this with this horny energy and that is exactly where you want to be it's a, it's a bit of a confusion it's a bit of a you know um in the, in the start it's frustrating but at some point you'll you'll learn to uh, appreciate it because it's a lot of energy it's like having had a good cup of coffee in the morning you know you you're not you're not depressed and you're not tired when you're horny yeah, you know, it's the, true. the life's good when you're horny so that's the idea. I've I've been trying to um, not come for as long as I can uh, since 2012, but every now and then it happens, right? So um, you just you know you you you're having sex and all of a sudden you're like oh fuck shit and you just try to stop it, but it just happens. Also not a problem. I mean it's not that serious, right? So you just let it happen. It's like oh fuck, and you just continue. I'm curious. Do you save your coming for like something special? Like, is there a special date or occasion, or if it's like, oh, this chick is like really hot, I'm gonna break my streak? I don't know. I'm just curious. Like, is there a pattern <laughs> yeah. of when you allow yourself to like give in? <laughs> mm. uh, no, I, my practice is just to not do it ever. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, and I've I've uh, I've had some occasions where I was like, you know what? Let's let's just try it yeah, again. How it, it is. <laughs> Yeah, fuck it. Let's let's just do it like consciously. Go like, um, let's just fully enjoy it. And then yes, it's very pleasurable. The problem with it is, uh, as I see it, especially when when doing this practice, it's so fucking short. It's like five, ten seconds. You know, if you're really lucky, it lasts about twenty seconds. And then you know, all this effort you put into you know making this date with this person, uh, getting together, taking all you know half a day off and just all this this anticipation and enjoyment and it's done right there you know you you, you come and not even half a minute later you're thinking about checking your emails and <laughs> maybe you know maybe what, what are we gonna have for dinner tonight and um so that's um for, for me it's very clear like this is this is the the payoff of not coming is that you can keep going for as long as you like and it will be enjoyable for that that entire period so yeah timo actually got me into this does it actually make you last longer if you go like let's just say you do like one month of no coming in the next month because i'm really confused how if you like let's just say oh no but oh okay well, is it wanking every day is that and then not coming is that what builds it yeah exactly like you're, so exactly you're, you're either masturbating or fucking every single day but and then not, not so it can make you just learn to just not do it yeah Exactly. Yeah, and for a lot of guys, this is <laughs> wow. really, really hard. Huh? So that's why you can have I mean, sex for like days. Yeah. <laughs> Cat suddenly loves tantra. She's like, I I'm, like the. I'm ideas. suddenly thinking I might need to make a pit stop where he, where he's <laughs> yeah. when I go to Europe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's gold. Yeah, but I think uh, Timur got me into this um, fuck years ago now, and yeah, I think as a guy, 
it, it is a very difficult thing to actually get in the habit of. But I think like every other habit, once you start to see the benefits, once you get used to it, then you're like, fuck, I can never go back. And it's the same idea as I'm, I'm less strict than Timo. I think, um, <laughs> you know, I, I probably don't have as good. Like for me, it's I do the no coming and then I will. The question around like certain people, like sometimes I'll be like, fuck it. I, like I feel the need to and I'm less relaxed about it. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of happy to do that. But I agree. You, you have this energy and you have more focus on the girl. You enjoy the moment a little bit more. You can last longer. You're training yourself to do that. But um, I, I think for me, I don't know about you, Timo, but for me, the biggest advantage or the thing that I like most about it is that I moved away from what Timo spoke about, that 10 seconds of pleasure. And sometimes when you like, if you're not that sensitive, you're finding it tough to come, suddenly you're not enjoying sex in that moment. Because all you're thinking about is I'm just trying to fucking come and you're just not getting there and you're frustrated. Whereas now it's like a switching attitude and mindset where every thrust just feels good right every like everything just feels amazing and you're not focused on that that end goal let's say but uh i, I don't know about you timur what, what do you think is the biggest thing you've taken from it so the <clears throat> what really struck me was the feedback that i've been getting from my partners from the women i've been um, interacting with and especially at the start the feedback i got is um, women telling me like, hey, I, I, I can tell you are not focusing on getting somewhere. You don't have a preconceived um, plan where you want to go from point A to B and I do a little bit of thing here and then blah, 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 and then, you know, finish. And the thing about that is um, there, there is there's room for magic. There's room for something uh, amazing, artful to, to, to happen. Um, if you let go of all your, all, all your plans, also the, you know, the having to come at the end. So there's this relaxation behind, uh, um, yeah, the, the, the tantric way of having sex that, that really opens up women. So that's the feedback that I, I got, uh, especially at the start, like, Hey, you really changed from, trying to get something from me to just being here with me and you know so just being present with me and just having fun and things became very um very playful and innocent and kind of um you know when you when you first discovered sex as a as a as a, as a, as a maybe a, a young teenager um for me at least it was very well i would say innocent and 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 playful and it was full of adventure and magic and uh you know and somewhere along the way you lose it i mean um i think that's that, that's true for many people for me it was at least you know you watch a lot of porn uh and at some point you you, you know you think you have some tricks in the, in the bedroom and then you always do those tricks and then you know you copy those tricks and then it becomes a copy of a copy and a copy of a copy of a copy and at some point uh, the magic's gone and you're just performing you know, like you said, uh, you're just, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to come, you're trying to um, maybe visualize something really horny that you've seen in pornography while you are with your partner, you know, closing your eyes, thinking about that hot threesome you saw on a uh, bank bus or something. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a problem, I would say, if you have to kind of disconnect from your partner to be able to function. So that's, that was really turnaround. And 
for me, I mean, it was pleasurable for my partners, but it was also very pleasurable for me to finally uh, yeah, feel that magic again in, the, in, in bed during sex. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. You definitely can, as a girl, you definitely can tell when you're with a guy if he just wants to come versus if he's like, Mm. trying to make like a meaningful experience like we can we can yeah. tell yeah you yeah, know. yeah. It's a <laughs> we can film, we right? can tell yeah <laughs> and yeah. what what do you think about i want to chat about women going through this practice because i've only ever looked at this from don't look at me like that <laughs> i've only ever looked at this taught this thought about this mostly through the guy's perspective because that's who i'm speaking to most of the time uh we're cat, we got a cat here right so i'm curious is like it the very, way. is it similar benefits that women face? Like how do women describe the experience of going through no peak orgasms? Oh, so that, that's, <laughs> that depends on, on, uh, on the, on the uh, woman. So where most guys are um, a bit of a, you know, as a guy, if you have an ejaculation is usually, you're usually done, especially when you're over 30 or so. Mm. Um, some guys, you know, they, they can, they can come a few times and they stay, stay functional, sort of, um, but usually men are done after one time, at least the, most of the focus is, is gone. Mm. Most of the juiciness is gone. Um, this is, I, I guess it's true for most women, but not all women. There's, there's quite a few women out there who are multi-orgasmic. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, they get more horny when they come more often. The thing is, though, that in, in, in tantric sexuality, there's also something called uh, a tantric orgasm or deeper, deeper orgasm. And these orgasms are not obtainable if you still come or come on your clit as a woman. So if you are curious about having deeper orgasms, um, like a full body orgasm, for example, you, you might want to try and stay away from your clit and uh, from coming for a while and uh, see how that works so most of the well actually all of all of the people i, I um practice tantra with the women they they stay away from clitoral orgasms so and the thing is you don't really miss anything hmm. it's not like um you know that you you take away you, you, you take away the best part of sex that's not that's not how it feels when you're doing it for sure Maybe we can have a chat about full body orgasms because I think this is a lot of times when people think about Tantra, uh, they immediately go to these, these benefits, all these techniques, right? Which I know a lot of your teachings are, you know, staying away from that in a way where it's a lot about our attitude behind it, our mindsets behind it, being in the moment, experiencing it as it comes. But I think if people are Googling Tantra and seeing like full body orgasms, a lot of girls like okay this this looks fun how do i get one of these so uh what's what does it take to have a full body orgasm um is it is it mostly training on the girls part what what is the guy's role in this uh if you can explain your, your experience with full body orgasms yeah. with women yeah, there's a bit of a paradox here and it is that um full body orgasms are uh, experienced when someone is totally surrendered and relaxed, which you are not when you are trying to obtain an orgasm, because then you're focusing, you're tensing, you're kind of, you know, you're, you're in your mind. So what happens very often is that people, they, they'll come into Tantra, they start 
chasing these orgasms, uh, <laughs> nothing happens. Hmm. They get frustrated. They they just totally let go of the whole idea of having a deeper orgasm, and boom, a few months later, they you know all of a sudden they they have just having a, just having a really good time with someone, and then it happens. So um, there is not one single trick to give someone a full body orgasm, and that is because it's mostly about uh, surrender. And there, basically, I mean, you can. As a, as, a, as a man, you can inspire the trust um, in someone for them to totally surrender to you. But it's not like this, This you know, if you if you squirt someone, for example, that's a very, uh, very simple technique that you can teach to anyone. Um, the, these deeper tantric orgasms, though, are more like, um, yeah. how do you say it? They're, they're, they're like a... a, a a, a moment that you built together mm. and it's really hard to uh, teach people to you know let, let me put it like this I, i'm a i'm a, a, a tantric uh, gigolo right if i were if i were able to give people full body orgasms each and every single time that i would have, do a session with them i would be a millionaire right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. so it's it's something you just have to totally let go of because it's not, um, yeah, it's not a party trick. Yeah. And, yeah. and you, you so, mentioned, you mentioned surrender. Uh, yeah. do you feel like polarity is, is important? Like is, let's say is an ingredient or an aspect in creating these deeper orgasms? Yeah. It's the, that, that's the, an immense, um, it's a, it's a, it's a very big part of it. So, um, you you will always need to have some kind of polarity, even though you know. Let's say you have two two women, both being very feminine, you know, having sex together. Uh, in order to get anywhere with that, there still needs to be a bit of a, you know, someone needs to take charge, mm. and someone needs to surrender. Um, and it's 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 a lot of fun to play with that and to kind of you know, one person goes into leading and surrendering and you switch. You flip the whole situation around and it creates a lot of contrast. And I think that's what's, what's needed, uh, especially for, for tantric um, sexuality and surrender. And also very uh, important for the, you know, for the deeper type of, of orgasm. So that you totally surrender to someone who's totally there for you and kind of um, yeah, opens you up in a moment. Amazing. Is this a cat? I can see cat thinking, okay, I might have to get into Tantra. That's, that's basically my goal. This is a cat intervention to get you into Tantra. No, I'm thinking I need to get with a guy who gets his, his into Tantra. That's um, more what I was thinking. I want to have sex for days. Yeah, fair. Yeah. So if we look at the benefits then, we, we kind of spoke about potentially deeper orgasms, being in the moment more, um, enjoying more elements of sex, being able to last longer. Have you found any other benefits either within your own life or in your own sex life through the practice of Tantra? Uh, a lot. Mm. I, I wouldn't know where to start. Yeah. Uh, anywhere from having loads of energy, um, having focus, having drive, um, being able to, uh, to lift more weight in the gym. Mm. Really? Uh, oh yeah. I guess when you're like, just, it's all you're horny. <laughs> you're just sitting in the gym just horny. Like I need a lift something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's, exactly. such a, yeah. it's such a game changer. Hmm. Um, 
<laughs> from being way more relaxed in, in, in life in general. Like if you're, um, if you're constantly kind of frustrated about, around sex, you know, and constantly thinking about sex, wanting sex, um, yeah, it, it doesn't really work. And I, I noticed that where, where, when I relaxed in my sexuality and, you know, these, these tantric practices that we do in the, in the workshops, they're, they're quite confronting. You, you, you go into your shame, you go into the things that you're really, you know, scared of that other people will see, you know, you, your, your nakedness, your, your sexual kinks, everything. Um, you, you show them to other people, you lift them out. Um, it's inc incredibly liberating. Um, and I noticed the effects, not just in my sex life, but, but everywhere else. So just the way I interact with people and the way I was kind of relaxed in life. Mm. Um, yeah, there's just so many benefits to it. Uh, from from having partners that come back, you know, after uh, uh, after having sex with them, you know, it's it's. I mean, it's not not. You can get someone into your bed, but then how do you get them to come back after that? Right? So, yeah, fucking all night and, and deep orgasms is the answer to that. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm curious. So if so, you say you do like gigolo stuff as well. Do you do porn too, or is it just like gigolo stuff? We, we made some tantric porn, yes. So do you not so, come like when uh, – so if you're like with a, a client or if you're like doing porn or whatever, do you not come either? Yeah. There's no money shot. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. And it's – oh, sorry. Go on, Timo. No. Yeah. And so with um, with these workshops, because you mentioned about like, you know, exposing yourself, going through shame um, – I want to I want to find out a little bit more about them because I, I haven't done a workshop with you. I've got your your course online and, and went through that, and it's and it's super interesting for anyone that's interested. We'll we'll pop a link wherever you're watching this in, in the description. But um, yeah, I, I want to know what what do the workshops involve because I know they're a little bit more intense than people probably think about when it comes to you know a workshop even around sex. Um, yeah, so we have we have a number of workshops. Um, I, I'd say one third of them are about sex and the rest is about um, meditation, living your life's purpose, how to be, you know, how to be a good man, how to be a good husband to your, to your woman, how to be a good father to your, to, to your kids. Um, but then, of course, uh, there is the, uh, the, the sexual workshops and those are the ones that people usually show up for uh, to start with. Um, yeah, what do you want to know about them? I mean, it's, it's quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite a lot because essentially people are coming and I want to know, uh, yeah, let's say the more extreme parts of these workshops because people are getting essentially naked in front of each other, right? Yeah, so is, that, is, is this like in-person workshops? Yes. And, so, okay, yeah. So, yeah, what would happen in that? Imagine um, a retreat center somewhere here in, uh, in, in, in Holland in a, in a, in a beautiful uh, forest where about, let's say, 50, 60 people meet up and have this workshop with a bunch of facilitators. And in about a week, you get taken from, by the hands, you get taken from where you are right now um, to a point where you are totally opened up and kind of 
well, they call it sexual deconditioning. So you're, you're kind of deconditioned from all your uh, preconceived ideas about sexuality, like like um, what is your uh, what are your preferences? You know, what are your um, or your hangups around sex? So it looks like this: we start uh, fully clothed. So the, the first weekend is actually clothes on, and we also make sure that it stays like that. So there's also no you know no touching on their clothes. There's no no sexuality. Um, there's no let's say there's no full-on sex in in the workshop um, up until the end of that weekend. And that's also where we kind of scout and scope the, I said that, we look at everybody and see if they are ready for this because it already gets quite intense there. And you can see people who are kind of maybe a bit unstable or they, you know, they uh, bit off a bit more than they can chew. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we, we, we give them their money back and we ask them to go home. Um, and the people who um, swim and they don't sink, they, they get to go to uh, level two. So this was level one. Level two is where we immediately take off the clothes, and from there on, on it's um, uh, yeah four days of very physical um, practices. So, so will guys practice on other guys? Me. Sorry. So will guys practice on other guys? Like, it's just is this just all guys, or is there girls here too? No, this is about fifty-fifty. So it's oh, like, okay, uh, right. So we, guys and girls. We, oh, yeah, wow. we don't. The, we don't gender balance the workshops. We just kind of um, have a first come, uh, first serve uh, policy there. Uh, but usually it's around 50 50. And, you know, there, you're free to do whatever you want in there as long as it's consensual. So if you are, um, let's, let's say, I'll take myself uh, as an example. I went in there and I was straight as an arrow. And I, my, my biggest fear was like, uh, you know, what if they make me do practices with other guys? What if, what if I have to do an exercise with another man? Or, you know, what if we, we instantly touch? I think that would be the most gay thing ever, and I would hate it. Um, and then we went into it, and after a few days, I was just so relaxed and so out of my head. And at some point, we ended up in this big puddle, this big pile of people, and we were... Um, drenched in, in 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 oil and just sliding all over each other, and there was a DJ in the corner. And he was playing some really nice deep house, and it was just the best party I've ever had. And it went on and on and on, and you know, and all of a sudden I'm there, you know, on top of two guys, um, just just you know interacting with them and you know just exploring their bodies, and I'm just like, I, I saw myself do it. And I just, I totally loved it. And afterwards, I thought, what is this? Am I gay now? You know? It was this this, this, this huge mind fuck. Mm. And I was like, oh, fuck it, whatever. You know, I don't care anymore. It's it's just like, um, you, you kind of get rid of all these, 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 um, how do you say? All these little restraints that you have in your in your mind around your sexuality. So yeah, you're free to do whatever you want. Girls and girls, guys and guys, uh, group situations. Um, of course, you'll be guided into that. It's not like you just have to do that on the spot. But, that sounds uh, so interesting. Yeah. yeah, you had me at deep house as well. I know. <laughs> <laughs> sounds I like a good it. time. Yeah. <laughs> and so maybe we can chat about TNT, the new Tantra, which is the company you work with. How it's different to 
other forms of Tantra? Because I know when I first heard of Tantra, I imagined a bunch of hippies sitting around <laughs> in a circle meditating and definitely not playing any deep house. And it was very um, esoteric, I guess, and this not not a very practical thing you could bring into your life it is the way I first saw Tantra. And as I mentioned before, there's very many different types. There's a lot of variety. So what would you say the difference TNT is compared to other types of Tantra or traditional types of Tantra? Yeah, I think you can say it's safe to say that um, TNT, the new Tantra, it um, has a very westernized um, style of Tantra. So um, there is no Sanskrit words. Uh, there is no chanting. There is no incense. There is no... Um, Basically, the founder of the new Tantra, uh, Alexa Vartman, looked at um, you know, what works for the Western uh, person. Mm -hmm. And um, what we have now is a, is a set of very uh, hands-on, um, straight-to-the-point practices um, where you, you work with your body, you work on each other, and you, yeah, you basically you learn to how to open up each other and yourself. And um, yeah, so it's it's like 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 you said, I had the same thing. Like I really wanted to learn tantra because I thought it was awesome. The, the, the first few things that I tried, they did so much for me already. But I really didn't want to go to some kind of new age hippy dippy, um, you know, event where you know everybody was wearing tie dye and, and smelly and you know lots of body hair. And um, so, but that was fuck it. I'm just gonna do it anyway because mm. I have to learn and then just get over myself and let's get on with it. And uh, I was 27 at uh, at uh, that point, and I expected to be the youngest because that's usually what happens. I've also done yoga and, and a lot of other things that are, um, you know, where where sometimes you you end up being the youngest uh, person in the room. Um, and I definitely wasn't the youngest. There were a lot of um, young hip people there, uh, which really surprised me. It was quite mainstream, actually. The, you know, the, the kind of people. And yeah, like I said, there was a DJ playing really cool techno and deep house in the corner. He's still a DJ, by the way. Love it. And um, which is infinitely better than listening to Enya or some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of. Uh, um, uh, they call it like this this hippie music yeah, yeah, it kind of sure. takes you into a certain mood and just fall asleep with that music mm. um and the people were just just kind of relaxed and and normal and, and cool and um yeah so the, so the difference between this type of tantra and 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 let's say white tantra which is the most the most well-known form of tantra where people you know, Sometimes literally would dress in white and um, everything is very ritual and very soft and very, you know, uh, very, um, um, it's all about, it's all about the heart and the, and the connection that you have with each other. And it's very, um, it's very soft and very slow. And th these, these, these whites, Tantra practices, they're super, super nice. I think everybody should do to try that at least once. Uh, and they're also at the basis of what we do. Um, the thing is, though, it's not very uh, sexual. 
So you might end up with just as much clothes and in the end then as, as you start with. Um, How disappointing. There's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of emphasis on, 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 the, on the connection and on the love and on the, um, you know, I, I greet the divine in you and you greet the divine in me and we're both we're very, very holy and very, everything's very sweet. And um, But the thing is, in everybody, there's also a very raw part. And especially when it comes to sexuality, there's usually some darker parts that also want to be seen and also want to be lived and, 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 and expressed. And usually there's no room for that there. That's usually a very clear um, boundary. Like, for example, in a workshop, white dentro workshop, you're not allowed to actually have sex. You know, if you want to do that, you might go to your own room and, you know, do it there, but not in front of everybody. So for me, there, there is uh, still a bit of shame there. Or a bit of, you know, like the, in this container, you're not totally free to be fully sexual, mm. which is fine. And, and for, for what they are doing, it's, it's, it's totally perfect. But if I do these practices after, you know, an hour or four or five, I'm just so fucking horny. You know, and it's just, uh, yeah, this, this is what, this is what, what we do. So we, we, we continue where they stopped. Mm. And in terms of white tantra, I guess, uh, just touching on the last kind of couple of techniques or principles of Tantra that I guess personally I've explored and, and I, I think that our listeners will find interesting is exercises around like eye gazing or grounding. Uh, what, what are your views on that? Eye gazing is both one of the most cringy things you can do uh, and also one of the most beautiful things you can do. Mm-hmm. So eye gazing is where you 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 uh, look the other in the uh, each other in the eye we usually use the, the left eye and you just focus on that for a long time it's like a meditation and it's kind of it gets you out of your head it it gets you to connect to the other um if you do this for a long time uh, at some point you might start uh, hallucinating your, your 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 brain just starts making up all kinds of weird images uh it's really trippy so if you if you sit like that for let's say 15 20 minutes you will start to see some crazy shit uh, just focusing on that eye would you would you try this yeah cat? i would yeah i yeah. think you'd really like it. so just like timo said the first time i heard of high gazing i was like what is this creepy shit <laughs> i was like i'm not gonna sit there and fucking look at a girl like i was i was against it to begin with like my first initial thought and also when you're seeing a lot of girls casually, like if you meet a girl from Tinder, you can't sit there and be like, let's eye gaze, right? She's going to think you're a fucking creep. <laughs> but the first time I took this very seriously and I did it with a partner that I've been seeing, it was incredible. Like we had still to this day, one of the best like uh, nights I've had in terms of like sexuality. And it just set it up with that eye gazing. And it's hard to actually put it in words. I think it's, it's like when you take a drug and people's like, what does it feel like? It's like, fuck, how do you describe that emotion, that feeling? And I kid you not, the first time we eye gazed, we sat there and I, I, we didn't like have a clock or anything. I don't know how long we were there for, but it just brought <laughs> a whole new, honestly, like emotion or connection between me and that girl. And it just made the sex so much more intense. Like the every little sensation was just different after that. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, all right, this eye gazing thing is fucking neat. But then the issue I found becomes, obviously, it's, it's for me, a contextual experience with someone that's also open to that experience. And 
yeah, I mean, you can't be doing it on some Tinder date, but it's, um, yeah, if you, if you haven't tried it, I would highly, if it's everyone listening, if you're there with your partner and you've been together for a while, um, this is, you know, the no coming, the 21 day challenge is something I'd recommend you try. Uh, Timo's got a link we'll, we'll give you guys to, to start that challenge. Um, and the other thing that I bring from Tantra a lot is this eye gazing, this groundedness. Um, and yeah, if you haven't tried to give it a go, it's amazing. I need to find a guy to do this. Yeah. <laughs> to do this eye gazing with. Oh, no, right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, if there's someone you're seeing. I've, um, I've seen that, I think, up. like, I don't know, on TV or maybe somewhere on the internet. Mm. I've seen things like that and you get like real connected Yo, to the person. Crazy. I think it's in on Facebook or something. Yeah. yeah, I need to try that now. Yeah. Okay, put that on our list. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I would like to say um, you probably don't want that expectation going in because I think, like, at first, the first 30 seconds, and Tim, I'm sure you can back me up on this. The first 30 seconds is usually giggles. Like <laughs> you, you look at each other, like, what are we doing? And all that comes up is insecurity. It's this, it's this just insecurity yep. of like, do I feel silly? Does this person feel silly? Do I make this person feel silly? It's, all these insecurities come to the surface. Yep. And that's the first 30 seconds. Oh, fuck, it could be fine. I don't know. Could, but this first initial period is getting over your souls. It's this initial period of fuck it, like forget what you know everyone might be thinking about us because they're not here it's just us here forget about what we think about each other let's just be in this moment together and do this and the laughing's normal you're both going to laugh at each other you're going to you know your eyes are going to blink get watery sometime but you get past that it's like this little hill that you get past and once you get past that as i said i don't want to set up anyone with expectations but you're thinking they're going to start tripping out but yo it's amazing (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to get expectations but fuck it's great (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I don't know if yeah. you want to add anything to that, Timo, but that's, uh, that's my thoughts on it. Yeah. So, so for, for most people who do eye gazing for the first time in their life, it's the, it's the first time they've ever looked someone in the eye for that long. Hmm. And, um, there's, there's this huge vulnerability in doing that, you know, there's nowhere to hide. So that is, like you said, you, you have all this, you know, your own insecurities coming up and um you have to burn through them you can't push them away um and and basically this this exercise the, the eye gazing exercise this this kind of this, this kind of attitude of of um totally tuning into the other person putting all your intention in, into that other person and um working with whatever's coming up in you and in the moment is what you carry on into the um the whole um interaction after that mm-hmm. so even though you stop the eye gazing you might be you know start to do something else or have sex um this kind of attention this kind of uh, intensity is what you what you bring into the rest of the um your, your, your tantric experience and interaction so yeah it's 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 a very um i would say it's a very essential exercise to do yeah yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, get get to, get on the eye gazing cat, get him there. Yeah, I have uh, to. I'm sure you've got. Uh, I know I was interested in asking around a lot of questions around your tantric sexuality in terms of coaching and teaching, but I know, Kat, you've probably got some questions around the gigolo aspect of. of I things, do. Right? So, uh, what, yeah. what does what does that look like for you? Like what, your typical client that comes in. Uh, what services are you offering, I guess? Like, what is that interaction or what does that service actually look like? So, um, 
it's kind of boring because I only I have three sessions. So <clears throat> two of them is, is body work. It's like a, a short body work session, a long body work session uh, in the form of a, a massage, you know, going really deep into the body, opening someone up. Um, I keep my clothes on with, with those sessions. I'm not having sex with people. Um, for that, they have to pay a bit more. And that's the third session where you actually book me as, a, as an escort, as a, as a gigolo. And there's a minimum minimum of three hours. Um, and usually we start with uh, me massaging uh, the woman, uh, kind of opening, opening her up, also testing her to see if she's um, uh, able to put up some boundaries. You know, like um, uh, during the body work, I'll be, you know, hurting my client a little bit and like kind of pushing her to the edge, like, hey, are you still there? You know, <clears throat> is this getting too much? And they go like, yeah, well, this is this is about as much as I can handle. Uh, I need to hear that because otherwise I don't know if they can actually express that. So this is kind of like, um, I said it like a litmus test for uh, for for them being able to to give consent. <coughs> that's that's sorry, I have to interrupt. That's super interesting. I've never thought about that concept because we, I, I talk about consent a lot and we talk about, you know, coming out with safe words, um, getting the girl to, to talk about what she's into, what she's not into, where the limits are. But I think you're right. Like one of the biggest things that I, I'm worried about is, is this girl actually able to safe word or demonstrate when she's uncomfortable? And, and sometimes you do lack that reassurance because you try to set it up as best you can. Like, look, let me know, let me know. And, Sometimes even during sex, as I'm like spanking the girl, hitting her, I'll be like, do you remember where your safe word is? What does it start with? And keep it as part of sex. But I've never thought about, this is a great idea about using actually the massage to test limits yep. a little bit or, you know, encourage communication and really set it up. So I, I love the idea of that. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's it's um, also very, very liberating to push someone to that limit mm. and to actually get a no and a stop and a... Uh, you know that's enough hmm. and to see that it's totally okay you know it's, someone um, uh, is giving you their boundaries they're not rejecting you you're not you're not you know uh, really injuring them you're not really damaging them you know this is um, a bit of a calibration going on hmm. so yeah i think people would be that. more inclined to say no if it's just a massage yeah, exactly like they might feel bad saying Oh no, it's too much. Like once you've already kind of got started, yeah. maybe. I'm, I'm Tim. I'm stealing this because yeah. <laughs> there's <laughs> that's a good idea. yeah, like a lot of girls that have never been introduced to BDSM, and that's you know that's what I love. So a lot of times when it comes to severe impact play, it's yeah, yeah. As you mentioned, a lot. It's a lot easier for the girl in terms of like ego and comfort to say, "Oh, it's too hard of a massage." as opposed to say it's too hard of a spanking because I feel like they want that challenge. They're kind of expected. They're worried about how I'd react if, if they, they're not enjoying it in that moment or it's too much for them. So yeah, I, I think anyone introducing women to more of these yeah. extreme sexual acts, and I think impact play is the biggest one that comes to mind, is setting up a session of massage with this intensity to be able to encourage that communication is fucking amazing. So you you have this um you have, so you have this massage which sets up this communication, but also a part of this is getting them into their body, right? Like that that pain right. gets them out of their head, I assume. Yeah. Exactly. So so the the intensity. Um, so again, intensity. It's all about intensity. Um, of this massage, 
um, yeah, it will get them out of their heads. It will get them into the body. And um, it can get quite vulnerable. You know, like um, if you open up that much to someone and you, you, you give that much trust, things might come up. Uh, now, this is not therapy that I'm doing. So I'm not actively working with, you know, like these emotions and where they come from. It's just, you know, if anyone starts being very emotional in, in any which way, then it's totally welcomed. It's totally fine. Um, and usually the, this, this vulnerability uh, is a, a great segue into sex. So the moment that people are, get that vulnerable, the massage, they get, it gets a bit more sen sensual, a bit more sexual. Um, there's a pussy massage. Uh, there's some internal work. And from there, it just escalates into towards sex. And, and that's also where my, um, um, how do you say it? I have a bit of a, a, a few steps to get there. And from that moment on, I just let go of everything and I just let happen what wants to happen in the moment. Um, I usually do a little prayer before I start, either together with the person, if I think, if I think they, uh, they might be open for it, or I just do it you know, silently by myself, mm -hmm. just to kind of um, step out of the way and, and you know, uh, let something else take over, you know, universe or nature or God or whatever. Uh, helps me to, to really get out of yeah, get out of my small little me mm. um, and then you know before you know it we're, we're three hours into the session and I'm uh, I, I have to, to stop the session and I, I mean I could I could give you some examples of things that I do during the session but it's um, you, you'd have to be there to 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 see the you know uh, it's hard. It's hard to really explain what what goes on during yeah. a session. Yeah, I can imagine it'd be different for every person as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, usually, it involves a lot of um, slow and long sex. Um, there's some contrast here and there. So I'm, I'm, it's not just just a very slow, you know, kind of tantric style of sex. There's also some porn going on. Um, you know, you need to switch it up a little bit, otherwise three hours are very long. <laughs> uh, you know, if you, if you eye gaze for three hours and you just have some light cuddling, I mean, uh, you, people get bored after a while, right? <laughs> and your clients, so, are uh, they are they people that are tantric and uh, let's say regulars or, or aware of this? Or do you find like your, a lot of your clients are people that come from curiosity and say, okay, I want a tantric. Like, for example, Kat was saying, fuck, I wish I could find someone where I could do this eye gazing with and this slow, long sex. And so what type of clients do you, do you typically have? Yeah, she, she would be uh, a, a typical client. Yeah. Someone who just discovered tantra and it's like, holy shit, I want to I wanna try, but I'd rather not... Um, start doing this with a partner that hasn't even uh, heard about it. Um, I want someone who is experienced mm -hmm. and who kind of takes me there. Mm, so, yeah, there's a lot of people who, who come in like that, like, hey, I heard about Tantra and I want to try this out. Then there is um, a group of people that have no idea that what, what Tantra is. They just see like, hey, this guy's a gigolo. <laughs> and they just book me and they just don't read into it, you know, and I show up and I'm Ask them a bit about tantra. They're like, ten what? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, take your clothes off. <laughs> you're there saying your prayer and something. Like, What's going on? Yeah, so, so uh, 
either they just have a really great experience and they have no idea what's going on mm. um but uh or i just have sex with them like normal sex okay. kind of yeah. uh, as far as it's still possible for me um and you know the thing is i'm not gonna force my 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 uh my, my practices on other people mm. so you know if um if i want to do this whole body work thing and they're like hey listen i just want to get fucked mm. Um, then, then I'm also fine with that. Okay. The thing is, though, uh, it's much more interesting to to um, to do the tantric way. So I always invite people to to see if they can go there with me uh, in, in this in these three hours. But uh, I'm definitely not putting it on people. I've got two questions. So first question is: Do you see men and women clients for this tantra stuff, or is it just women? Um, yeah, and second question, I imagine, well, I mean, because it's a lot harder, I would imagine, for a guy to, like, just be getting, I mean, for a girl, it's easy, just use a bit of lube and you can just, like, fuck whoever, right? But for a guy, it's a bit, it's a bit harder She's to get it up sometimes. She's asking how you get hard, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've always, well, yeah, I, I always wondered that with, like, gigolos, like, especially if you're doing it, like, if you see, like, three people a day or something mm. like that, like, and especially, like, let's just say they might not all be like your cup of tea maybe like yeah. yeah i'm i'm curious yeah is it men and women and then yeah how do you how do you get yeah. hard all the time so i uh i do massage uh, sessions on both men and women and uh, yeah yeah i touch them everywhere so also the the cock um that, for me that took that took a bit of relaxing into it at the start because uh, like i said i uh i thought i was straight as an arrow so you know then you have to kind of get over that and like think well this is a service to someone you know, this is not for me to get something out of it. Um, but uh, I got just used to it really quickly. And um, uh, I think working with men is, is beautiful. You, you can... Um, uh, being touched by a man is totally different than being touched by a woman. A, a man knows exactly where he needs to touch and how much pressure. And, you know, it's it's just... If you want to get roughed up a little bit, uh, it's, you're better off with a man than with, with a woman. Um, I've also done uh, gigolo sessions with men. Um, I've experimented a lot with uh, my sexuality the last uh, 10 years, um, both with men, women, transsexuals, you name it. And uh, I found that I cannot fully give myself to uh, a guy. I'm just a little bit too straight for that. So I, I did a few paid sessions with men. And then at the end, it was like, yeah, you know what? This is not for me. I think I can um, I can fully put my heart into it when I'm with, with a woman. And with a guy, I am just, um, it's too much of a service. So uh, I, I did uh, two, three sessions, I think, with uh, with some guys. And I was like, okay, now this is, um, that's it. So I'm, I'm no longer doing that. Um, and then as for the... Yeah, basically, you're asking, how do you get it up, right? Mm -hmm. If you uh, so you've got a you got a girl there that isn't your type. Yeah, or even right. like in these sessions right. when he was with guys, like <laughs> like he yeah. would have had to get it up then as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's where the tantric uh, practice comes in because this this is what you also practice with tantra is to um, you work with your own sexual energy and not so much with you know something outside of yourself. So. Um, yeah, basically, I, I just get a horny on my own horniness. Yeah, I can imagine because if you haven't come in so ages. much of it. This is so much of it. So, yeah, 
um, I never have a problem with that. And I always find something in the other person that attracts me. You know, even though someone is not my type, um, it's, it's it's never a big problem. If you if you are that horny, you kind of have this, you know, this 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 feeling of like like yeah, of course, of course, we, I could, of course, I can fuck you. You know, um, I'm just so horny, so let's just do it. So that's not a problem. And and I don't have three clients a day, by the way. Uh, it's more like three clients a week. So that's. Uh, that also makes it a bit bit easier, you know. Just put a day in between each um, client, or sometimes even a week. Yeah. Amazing. So, uh, questions I have now, uh, wrapping up a little bit. But the people that are listening to this podcast who came in, into this with no idea about tantra, and I don't know about you, Kat, but I think you're a little bit more interested in it now. I would say I am. Yeah. So <laughs> I think people are hearing about okay, being able to last longer, being able to get hard when you want to get hard, having more energy, lifting more at the gym, <laughs> girls having deeper orgasms potentially. Uh, there, there's all these amazing benefits to Tantra, which by the way, I couldn't agree with more, right? I, for me, I would typically describe myself as someone that, you know, if you're going to use a category, I'd say more like BDSM based or the more kinks around that, but bringing elements of Tantra into my sex life has completely changed it and, and brought new amounts of pleasure into it for both me and the girl. So for people watching this that want to get into Tantra or maybe don't even want to fully get into Tantra, but want to take advantage of some of the, the ideals or mindsets around it, where should they start? What should they do? Yeah. Um, definitely do the 21 day challenge. Mm -hmm. That's the start of, of all of it. So for 21 days, don't ejaculate, but have sex every day. And for the women, don't come on your clit, but have sex every day, either with yourself or with uh, a partner. Um, just doing this will, will, you know, for most people transform their sex life completely. That's what it did for me and, and for a lot of the people I've uh, been talking to. Um, that's one. And another thing that I can't stress enough, and I see this everywhere where people are having non-tantric sex, um, slow down. Mm. Um, most, especially the guys, but also a lot of the women, they are just so fucking fast in everything they do. They go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, and everything goes... Uh, in, in this tempo, it's like a, you know, like the the Energizer Bunny, <laughs> just uh, just going going nuts on the. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with fast sex. It's just that um, it also needs to be um, there needs to be a bit of a contrast there. So you also need to slow down every now and then and really feel into the other person. You cannot feel your own body and you cannot feel the other people if you are um, going too fast. So to, to really slow down all your movements, all your interactions. And, and this is a huge challenge at first, because especially if you're used to sex like this, like really fast, and you're used to watching a lot of porn, you will probably need the friction to be able to maintain an erection. So it is a bit of practice, mm. but it will, it will definitely um, enhance the quality of your, uh, of your lovemaking if you, if you try to slow down and with slowing down, I mean like, like more than slow down by more than half or, mm. you know, go, go back to 20% of the speed that you're currently doing it. 
Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you specified like 20% because oftentimes I'll tell students, even with massage, right? In our workshops, they'll be massaging someone. I'm like, all right, slow down. And they slow down by 5%, 10%. And I feel like when you're in that moment and your heart is racing and you're excited or maybe you're nervous, you do have a dis- distortion of time. So everything does feel like it's a normal pace. It's the same Say you're going to go public speak and you're in front of a crowd. You often speak a lot quicker than you think you are. And so I'm glad you said 20%, right? It's like really slow down more than you think you have to. And uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. It, it will completely change the way you have sex. It will change the way you live your life. And I, I think it's super powerful. So Timo, thank you for coming on. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, I, I will put in the link in the description uh, if anyone wants to during one of uh, Timo's workshops um, or start the 21 day challenge or anything like that. I'll put all the links up there for them. Cool. I'm so Adam, interested go. now. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm so interested. I'm, just, I'm, I'm going to have to, I might have to fucking hire someone. Yeah, exactly. Take yeah. from our stuff. Do you know anyone in Sydney? Yeah, send, <laughs> send, send someone over here. Well, happy days. Kat, Kat was curious about, because yeah. uh, you, you teach gigolos as well, right? Or am I wrong yep. in that understanding? Yeah, what did you want to yeah, ask? Yeah, um, is it like a, like a classroom? In the movie, I'm going back to this movie. <laughs> she loves the no, you, 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 you Can you both watch this movie? So I'm not just aimlessly uh, referencing this movie okay. that no one's seen. Um, yeah, in the movie, it's like an actual classroom, like like a, like a school almost. And they, they they bring a girl in and the girl and the teacher's like at the front and there's like students like there with their book and the guy's like doing these things to this girl like literally like in front of this like class of like like yeah of like so is your gigolo school the same as the yeah movies? is it like that well because i mean the movie's based in in amsterdam yeah so it's like the same i have to see that movie too. you have to yeah that, it's, watch it's, it so I'm, that's why i'm thinking it must be like maybe that movie is based on real <laughs> shit exactly yeah <laughs> it is a bit like that so oh, see, see? Yeah, i knew it yeah. so we don't bring in one girl we you know let's say um so we have two gigolo um, trainings. One of them is the actual gigolo training that will get you certified to work for the new Tantra, uh, which is a very fucking tough uh, um, course. Do you have to be certified uh, with- here to do that? Or is, it, is, it, is this like a like an industry certification? Uh, it's just us giving our students. Okay, approval. right. Yeah, so you'll get to be on our website and um, basically we do, do quality control. We make sure that you know, if, if, if a girl starts complaining about you, that we kick you out, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we noticed that uh, uh, we set up this school. We had like uh, just eight guys in there. You know, we, we cherry picked them, like just the, the best guys from, from our courses. Like, hey, this dude is really good. You know, he gets all the women. This guy, you know, he really knows what he's doing. He's an amazing body worker. Let's put them all together. And then we got about um, 60 or 70 or so um guys writing to us like i want to become a gigolo (laughs) i can imagine yeah Yeah. now the problem is these guys these guys were not gigolo material Hmm. yeah they just want to fuck girls a bit bit too old uh they're out of shape or just a bit you know weird energy or you know people were totally fine you know totally great great guys but not gigolo material um so then we decided to make a second course called gigolo skills so you go in there, you learn. Uh, so there's three gigolos in there, um, uh, Diesel, uh, Hunk, and me. We have course names, if you were wondering about the names. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, we basically teach these guys, okay, so this is what we have to do to be able to, to be a gigolo. And then we bring in women. So these guys are sitting there, uh, you know, uh, 20 of them or something like that. We bring in 20 women, and these women are really excited to be practiced on. Um, and, uh, well, they basically, um, they get to practice all the things we tell them to on these women for, you know, three days. And then the women are constantly rating them. So after each interaction, the, 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 the women get a form and they have to write down, um, you know, a rating for each, you know, for empathy, for how good was he with his hands? How was oral? Um, did he make, you know, did he, was he reassuring? Um, did he properly close off the session? Did he explain everything, you know, properly, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like American uh, Idol for sex. I, I love this. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. It's yeah. Cool. Oh my God. I love that. They have it, to, I love the super, form. Yeah. <laughs> it's super confronting. These guys, they get fucking, um, roasted. Yeah. They get roasted. Oh, I'm, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so would most not make it through? Yeah. So, so of the, 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 the guys that we cherry picked, of the eight guys, two guys actually made it. They're, they're now my colleagues. Um, the other five, they, they, uh, some of them filled on the physical test. We have a physical test as well. What, what's so the they physical need to be test? able to, uh, um, so we, you know, CrossFit. Oh, oh, yeah, interesting. So there's, there's this one, there's one workout in CrossFit called Cindy and Cindy's a bitch. And it's basically, um, five pull-ups. 10 push-ups, 15 air squats for as many rounds as possible in 20 minutes. Would you be able to do and that? You can do a pull-up? You, you, you need to get a certain, a certain number of rounds. <laughs> so Mark, Mark straight off the bat would have failed that. <laughs> hey, I can do a pull-up, all right? Leave me alone. <laughs> so um, yeah, basically we said like, hey, you know, uh, half, half a year in advance, we told them like, hey, you're going to do this workshop. Uh, you need to be able to do, you know, 12 rounds of Cindy uh, in 20 minutes. And otherwise you, you won't be fit enough to, mm. I mean, People are paying a shit ton of money for you, yeah. and uh, you need you need to be more stronger and more fit than her husband, hmm. or than her, you know, her <laughs> other lovers. Yeah. I get that. I work yeah. out every day as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because sometimes you, especially clients that book me for hours, sometimes <laughs> you're like, fucking, fucking workout. No, hundred percent. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's a marathon, and especially like when you're giving head as well. I mean, this is just from a girl's point of view. Sometimes I'm literally planking for an hour yeah. if i like and so i practice planking every day for as long as i can at the gym because that is what i'm doing just half of my day i'm fucking planking awesome. so i'm literally at the gym and i'm that weird girl that's literally just holding a plank for like forever if you say girl that's holding a plank at the gym for a very long time yeah so no i i definitely get that i'd love i'd love you to send me this uh this form of feedback because we always talk about with our students about getting feedback from girls i think it'd be hilarious if you just pulled out a form after after sex and was like yo here's yeah a pen. can you send me one of these forms <laughs> here's a pen let's rate <laughs> how did i go that's uh that's awesome yeah it's a good idea yeah and it works really well i mean these guys they you know a lot of them actually genuinely want to become a gigolo when they come into the course mm. And at the end of the course, only one or two of them says, "Like I'm still, I'm still interested." interested yeah. yeah, and yeah. the it's rest is easy. like, "Oh my god, this is I cannot do this." You know, yeah. it's, it's too much. Hmm. Uh, you know, too much rejection, too much shit going on. I, I can't yeah. handle it. And I think that uh, that's the I think that's the thing that the number one thing that makes you good in bed. I think is dealing with feedback. I really believe that. 
And yep. so, yeah, having guys that can actually improve over time, they need to be able to receive that feedback. So I think that's perfect. I think it's a really good idea. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks again. I appreciate it. We'll, uh, we'll need to get you on another time. I'm sure Kat's got a little, a little more questions. So <laughs> we'll, uh, but yeah, no, I appreciate that once again, man. Thanks so much. Yeah. Well, have a, you know, sleep tight. Have a good Thank night. You. All right. Thanks again. Awesome. Appreciate thanks. it, man. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.